Welcome, friends, to one of my favorite services of the year as we celebrate All Saints Sunday here on Grits and the Gospel. My name is Reverend Katie Griffiths, and I will be leading you today through a service of um, worship, a service of word, and um, I encourage you again, um, when you find a church that you love, to participate in services like this. It's a very meaningful service. I want you, as we go through this service, to be thinking about and holding close all of your saints that have gone on before you. There will be a time when you can name those saints here shortly, um, but we will be um, remembering those that have gone on before us and are now um, sitting um, with Jesus in heaven. And it is a, a beautiful thing to be able to do. So now let us come together in a posture of worship. The Lord be with you and also with you. O oh God, many whom we love are now with you. I can say that not knowing how or where. I can say it because it makes no sense that such a rich life and full life filled with your love would come to an abrupt end other than, of course, our memories. Still, I am bereft for the ones, for they who are not with me. I listen to all the cliches of my friends spoken to console me. She is better off. He is past his pain and suffering. They are in heaven, whatever that looks like. I listen and I am not consoled. My grief is selfish. I want to feel her touch. I want to hear his voice and see their smiles. I am confident they are with you and I am confident, O oh Lord, that you understand how it is with me. I cannot help recalling times I might have been gentler, softer, more thoughtful. I wish I could live some hours over. I wish I could say, I love you just one more time. Time heals all things, they say. Yet I do not believe time does anything. You, O oh God, are healer and helper. You can heal me in time. Help me through the lonely days and long nights. You can give me renewed zest for going on and entering into life once more. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that. But right now I grieve. I hurt. I am bereft. Thanks be to God who understands. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear now the words of Psalm 34, verses 1 through 10, and ending with verse 32. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant. 
so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. O fear the Lord with his you holy ones, for those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. The word of God for us, the all saints people of God. Thanks be to God. Living God, our God and guardian who sits on the throne and delivers us into eternal life, we give you thanks for the saints of every time, tribe, and tongue who now rest in the shelter of your embrace. We set aside this moment to remember those saints who are dear and precious to us, who have died and entered into glory. We now bring their images so that your image may be reflected through them in us. Please take these few moments to name your saints, either aloud or in your hearts. We bless you for the life and love of these dear saints and rejoice for them as they have entered into the fullness of life in your presence. We also remember those saints who we hold in our hearts, who have not been with us for some time, yet whose life and witness continue to form and shape us as your disciples. We honor them now by lifting their names in our hearts. On this All Saints Sunday, we also remember that we too are living saints, members of the family of God, with all the saints of the past, the present, and the future. And so we remember, we are God's children. What we shall be has not yet been revealed, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So today and every day, may we put on Christ and live as saints who tend the poor, comfort the mourners, learn from the meek, affirm those who seek righteousness, offer mercy alongside the merciful, and work for peace with the peacemakers until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the family, as the family of God at his heavenly banquet. Amen. Let us now say together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray together. Dear Lord, as we come together today to celebrate the communion of saints, we rejoice in the life that they led and the life that they led with us, that we walked together, that we witnessed uh, your great glory through them. Bless each one of them as we remember them today and bless all of the saints that gathered together that we may honor you as we live out our lives here on earth and wait for the time that we will be gathered together again in heaven with you. Let us pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hear now those famous Beatitudes from the Gospel according to Matthew. We are in chapter 5 and we'll be reading verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven for the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The word of God. For us, the people of God, thanks be to God. It was about 20 years ago when I got the call from my grandmother. Katie, I need your help in the cemetery with something. I'll come pick you up and we'll go together. Yes, ma'am, was always my answer when Gogi asked me to do anything, so off we went. Gogi spent a lot of time in the yard. She loved to weed and plant flowers and prune bushes and in general had a green thumb. It was her quiet time. 
her time to dig in the dirt and make things look beautiful. The family cemetery plots were part of her yard maintenance routine. So when she asked me to go with her, I figured I'd be hauling off limbs from the magnolia tree or helping her prune the bushes. But that day she had a different plan. We got to the McAfee burial plot and she looked at me and said, when I'm gone, I'm leaving you in charge. Make sure Morris has a new flag when the old one gets dirty and every Christmas you have to put out the cemetery wreaths. We then proceeded to go on a tour of all the family plots, where everyone was located and what specifically she did for each space. I kept thinking, why me? I can't take care of a house plan, and you know it, Gogi. Why would you put me in charge of green things? At the time, I was also convinced that Gogi was going to outlive all of us. So I listened to what she said, but never really thought that one day I would actually have to care for them. So now, you guessed it, I carried clippers and spare American flags and funeral wreaths to the cemetery every time I go home. After she left us and I took over care of the cemetery, I brought several other family members into the fold. My grandparents on my dad's side, my grandfather's sister and parents. I even go check on some close family friends when I'm there. If Gogi asks me to do something, I'm going to do it the best I can to honor her. Part of the McAfee family plot are three Montgomery sisters that married three of those McAfee brothers. Let that sink in for a minute. Those three Montgomery sisters grew up in Milledgeville. I found myself there not too long ago, and I took the time to bring another set of family members into the cemetery fold. My great-grandfather, David Franklin Montgomery, whose por portrait hangs at the parsonage, is right next to the woman I am named for, his wife, Catherine Rogers Montgomery. Kitty, as she was known, and David are buried alongside five of their children. I talked to them a lot. They were some real characters. David, Ethel, John, and Ford, buried with their baby sister, Nanny Mae. They've all been gone for a long time. We don't really mourn them anymore. I was honored to know three of the siblings in Milledgeville. They love spending time with family and were definitely some of my quirkiest uh, relatives. It's where some of my quirkiness comes from. I have a lot of their records as well. They were amazing people, and while I mourned them at the time of their loss, just like I'm sure Kitty and David mourned Nanny Mae and Ethel, John, and Ford mourned their parents, they can now be celebrated. It may take time and it may be hard, but eventually we can all get to the verse Get to verse 12 in Matthew. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It may take generations, but the influence and hope and grit and determination that those ancestors of mine had is an inspiration to me now. I once mourned, but now I rejoice. It gives me hope. For those who I still mourn, 
It gives me hope that maybe the people who come after me will be inspired by my story. It gives me hope that one day we will be in communion together with God. But some days that is easier said than done. Some days, no matter how long ago, the morning is still part of life. Even in those days, there is still hope. The psalmist reminds us, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant so your faces shall never be ashamed. I love what verses 17 and 18 of that same chapter tells us. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. He hears us when we mourn. He is close to us when our hearts are broken and our spirits are crushed. If we look to him, I believe we can become radiant again. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day. Kate Bowler is a professor professor at Duke Theological Seminary. We won't hold that against her. And she has a podcast called Everything Happens. It's a beautiful look at all the different kinds of things that can happen to us in life. Grief, illness, loss, and how we can have hope and overcome any of those obstacles. A few weeks ago, she had one of my favorite theologians on with her. N.T. Wright is someone I admire very much and have learned a lot from in my studies. I was so excited to see he was on her podcast. And he said something that really caught my ear and was a revelation. He said that the moments of tears are moments of grace. In John 20, when Mary Magdalene is weeping at the tomb and she sees two angels, the men with her do not see the angels, and N.T. Wright suggests that tears function as a kind of lens through which one might just see angels. And when Jesus shows himself, even though she doesn't recognize him, Wright surmises that it is a glimpse of the new creation through tears. What a beautiful picture of how even in our deepest sorrow, we are shown the light of God. It is only through our tears that that God fully reveals himself to us. It is in our sorrow that we are shown grace. It is in our outcry that we radiate. It is my hope that no matter how many people you are still mourning, no matter how many tears that you shed for loss, that you can find that grace, that you can start to radiate, to shine in the hope of the new creation. I'm thankful that I get to be the caretaker of so many people I have loved and lost. I am so thankful that I get to start to celebrate their lives instead of simply mourn them. I am thankful for the tears that I shed and the angels that I saw along the way. In my own small way, I'm continuing to honor the saints that went before me. 
as one of my favorites, Bishop Larry Goodpastor calls them my balcony saints. Those saints who stand over the balcony of heaven and watch over me. Those saints that are waiting excitedly at the gates of heaven to one day welcome me home. Charged by my grandmother, I am working to keep my balcony saints stories alive so they can be honored. My hope is that one day my story can be told as one that is inspirational, an example of faith, that generations from now there will no longer be tears, but there will be excitement and radiating of light through the tales people tell of my story, that I can be someone else's balcony saint. Another gift that Kate Bowler gives the world is her treasure of blessings. I am going to close today with one that she wrote specifically for All Saints Day. A blessing for all for the day we mourn our dead. Hear now those words. Today we are drawn into remembrance. The complexity of love and loss both warms our hearts and chills our bones. Invisible connections are revealed just as the light of the sun illuminates the lines of a web. We see that our lives are connected to those who are no longer here. Blessed are we who acknowledge the impressions made by those who've passed a child's nose, a joke carried on, a chair left in our name, a story that we now tell. Blessed are you who have learned to make sense of a world that doesn't make sense without them. And blessed are you with grief present still, who carry the weight of surviving a loved one, of keeping the memories and sharing the stories. Oh God, you alone know the whole of it. You know their sufferings, their joys, their hopes, their winding paths, and every moment of their souls. Restore their souls even as you receive theirs. Welcome them in with the kind of embrace we wish we could give them. Blessed is the time they were given and the time you now have. Whether in life or in death, love is there. As we remember those that we love that have gone on to be part of that communion of saints, that cloud of witnesses, let us come to the table especially, remembering the one that went on before us in glory to sit at the right hand of the Father and save us from our sins. Amen. As we go throughout our week this week, let us be reminded of the gifts that we were given by our saints and how we can take those gifts and magnify them and make them our own and give them to those around us. Because in life and death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks. Be to God. Amen.